0: Kate's Industry Spotlight. Join me where I put the industry's top movers and shakers under the spotlight and ask the questions you always wanted to ask. Milton, hello, how are you?
1: I'm very well, very well. And yourself, how's things? Good,
0: I am all right. Yeah, I'm all right. How has this weird time been for you?
1: Um, Much like everyone else, you know, you get fixed at home, you're looking after kids, struggling, you know, being a parent and you work, working late... Um, Homeschooling in some instances, you know, and people are just chugging away and and getting things done. Um, So yeah, it's been interesting. And, um, you know, I think you and I were just speaking about this before, it's just a a juggling act and hopefully we get back to some uh, normality sooner rather than later, but he knows. Very do nice. we want that
0: though? Do we do we want normality? Um, I mean, I think it, you know, as a as a tech company, which you guys obviously are, and I would like to ask you to explain a little bit about what it is that you guys do for anyone who doesn't know. But do we want normality in agency to come back to 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 what it was, or uh, are we kind of, you know, the pandemic and obviously the the horror of it aside, are we quite looking forward to the new way of working?
1: Um, I think people are just getting on with things you know this is the new normal or business as unusual which has been coined so many times that I've seen it's a I've had a dime for every time I've seen that but anyway yeah. you know it's, it's one of those instances where you know we just listen to government regulation we do the best we can but I think what's really interesting is you know the people who were very I guess apprehensive about you know moving towards more of a tech or digital agency Uh, And we, again, spoke about this before is they've been forced to do those things and they realize that they can actually still transact, complete, exchange and do the things they were doing normally um, just as easy with all these different, I guess, technologies, uh, virtual tours, um, you know, different things about booking viewings and so forth. So I think it's I think it's here to stay for long term. And I think when you think about actually COVID, it's probably not going to go away. Um, for any time soon, it's going to be one of those things that's just going to be around like the common cold, you know, probably forever. Who knows? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm. So tell me, um, think back now, which does seem like years ago, but um, mm. only three months ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: we suddenly received the news um now obviously you're Australian living in this country so slightly different than what uh obviously they're doing over there and we'll touch <laughs> yes. on that but um, <laughs> yes. we received the news that we were to stay at home and businesses were to shut and everything tell me how how what was inspect real estate thinking then what were you guys thinking as a business
1: um yeah it's a good question I think globally um you know we were really worried because, you know, everything that happens to the lettings and estate agency industry worldwide will affect us because we're peripheral services like any other tech company. Um, and, you know, if they start to stall, if they can't collect rents, if they can't do completions and exchanges and make money, then that will affect us because their services they typically maybe don't need. They're trying to, um, you know, save on unnecessary expenditure. So, yeah, we were worried there for the first instance um, globally as a company because, you know, UK took a big hit. Um, a lot of our clients were in that panic mode, uh, shock or panic. And we got, I don't know, numerous phone calls from people saying, we need this to be deferred for three months. You know, we need this to be in payment holidays. Uh, and when you're speaking to someone who's, who's in a panic mode and worried about their business and livelihood, it's really hard to get some sort of sense out of that. So we, we did sort of go ahead and give those people holidays and, you know, payment holidays and so forth. We really wanted to just do a review monthly, but that wasn't the case. Um, but overall, we I mean, the UK entity of inspect real estate probably got hit the hardest. Mm. Um, so, you know, and I guess it, the, the stats <laughs> through the UK um, stats, you know, that sort of mirrors what happened over yeah, here. We've but, not done
0: a great job, have we? Yeah,
1: no, yeah. but, you know, I think as a company, it sort of was worry, um, shock and awe. Um, the Australian entity were worried that they were going to follow suit. Um, In terms of what happened with the UK, that didn't happen to be. Obviously, with the stats that they've they've gone right into stage two, stage even one, I think, in the next couple of weeks. So Mm -hmm. they've really fared well out of the whole process. But yeah, it's we've all kind of suffered in different ways. So um, you know, and New Zealand, of course, they just went straight to lockdown, and you know, probably run by a woman.
0: Run by a woman, just saying, you know, lots to be said? lots to be said (laughs) there? Pretty interesting, actually, Milton, what you said there um, about the fact that you were, as a company, worried about your clients and customers because you know that if. Their businesses are hit. It impacts your businesses, um, and I think that's that's a really nice thing and a nice way to look at it. I think often um, agents or you know we 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 forget that the suppliers mm. and everything. It's like you could, everyone got their list down and started writing down what they could cut costs and you know we we all did that. Um, mm. But it's actually to think of as a supplier, they they what they want to try and do is help you keep your business, help you mm. with tools to you know help you tick your business over because otherwise Mm. you are not going to have a business right
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly i think that was an interesting as those weeks sort of ticked by um, you know more conversations were had so we were kind of having conversations with some of our clients who were willing to say look we really need a payment holiday or deferred payment or discount to say well look what would be really nice and fair is if whatever income you bring in for this month you can maybe filter that down to us for example if you collect you know, 75% of your rents for the previous month, maybe you can give us 75% of your commission. And as it falls down the months, as they proceed on, if it goes further, we can do further discounts and so forth. So some clients were really, really willing to help us and they understand our position. Um, so that was really, really lovely. So I won't mention them, but there was lots of them. Um, so yeah, you know, it was it was okay. We kind of um, Did you went find through a period of worry. Um,
0: they were obviously at the beginning and like, you know, we've, we've talked about how we predicted, you know, Oh my god it's just gonna be unbelievably awful and we watched france get their payments uh, rent holidays and we all went oh my god and it that it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be have you found that speaking to your clients tell me what are they what are they thinking what are their views um
1: yeah, it's it's a mixed bag honestly kate because our clientele are from wales scotland northern ireland and, and, and england and obviously there's different of opinions depending on where you're located as a client so you know, those clients at exterior to England, they're in a different kind of, I guess, headspace because they're still in lockdown. They're they're still not functioning as a business. They're doing the best they can to transact while still being, you know, working from home. Um, But what's interesting is, you know, everyone that you speak to now, um, I think it was just a lot of worry, you know, a lot of worry because they are still transacting. I think it was just like I say with anything, the the fear of something is probably worse than the actual. Yeah. Um. So when you're in it, you, you don't know what you're doing. But now that you've come through it, you go, well, that wasn't actually that bad, and you could probably make some decisions. But you know, unprecedented times, you don't know what to do, so you just you know do the best case worst decisions on the worst case scenario. Basically. Absolutely. So, mm.
0: Okay, so obviously, Inspector Real Estate panicked. They feared for all of us and for obviously <laughs> their business, whereas we all did. And you obviously helped people out with payments. What else did you do to deliver in this weird time for your members? Yeah.
1: Members? Um, well, like we sort of looked at it and went, well, it, it kind of, i was kind of mix it up in two sort of answers to that. So how it works is um, a lot of our development things happen in Australia. That's where our biggest development team are. Um, they, I think the Australian government looked at the UK and European decisions on, you know, people on furlough and so forth. So they took a stance of furlough, which they call stand down, but they actually let people work. And that actually stand makes down. sense. Be- yeah. Stand down. And it actually made sense because when you put people on furlough, your business is actually under more pressure because yeah. your directors and things have to pick up the tools and go, how do I work this? And how do I log in and how do I actually continue to do the things that we have to do to, to make money. But what we found was we had a mud map of what we were trying to build and then we basically pivoted. So we pivoted to what do agents really need now to continue carrying out their services to legitimize their fees. So we kind of pivoted some products that we were working on, made them more digital or what we called our online essentials. And then we delivered those to all of our clients and then some clients we haven't even worked for to sort of say, well, if you're working from home and you've got to do your inspections, well, can we help you? There's a a tool we've just delivered in a couple of weeks um that will help you do that and um you know cost effective way a safe way um that people can deliver their services and get that cash coming in because the one and thing so that like came what? out of it uh,
0: specifically what what what's uh, what was that pivot of the what did you take and 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 help with well
1: well in light of the fact that people weren't allowed to go out of the house for the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks um businesses were still transacting as a property or letting management company yep. so property managers were like well if I'm still working, like how do I carry out my services? I've got inspections to do. I can't go out of the house. I still need to deliver that. And what was the, the conversations that we were having with some of our clients were landlords weren't willing to pay or want to pay their management fee because they were like, well, you're at home, you're not working. Why are you charging me a fee? <laughs> so the idea was, well, let's help you do that. So we made a, a platform where people could just actually execute virtual inspections, record them, deliver a bespoke report to the landlord so they can still carry out the, you know, the midterm tenancy inspections and things like that. So that went down really well. That's been accepted really well. And it's actually been delivered in hundreds of thousands of inspections worldwide now.
0: So as a platform where are the, there that the tenants in situ could record it for you, Um, but yep. okay. So what would be the difference between that and just them recording it on their iPhone and emailing it to you?
1: Well, you know, Tenants typically will give you the sugar-coated <laughs> version. We all know that. And, you know, being in property management in a previous lifetime or two lifetimes ago, you know, you need to see that for yourself. So even though they are using their smartphone to sort of give you the video or audio and visual, you can still say, go to that corner, can you lift up that pot lamp, can you see what the hole is and things like that. So you really are controlling that process a lot more. And most importantly, you're still delivering the service so you can charge the fees. And most importantly, you're still going to say, well, you are delivering the service and you're looking after the tenancy as you would normally.
0: Fantastic. Mm. Sounds awesome. Okay, Mm. so helped with that. That, I'm sure Mm. that was, yeah, huge assistance. Um, What else? What else did you guys do?
1: Um, we also did um, virtual tours became a mandatory thing. I know that there's lots of um, you know Matterports and draft three hundred and sixty tools that people can use. Yep. But I think because you said it before, like everything sort of happened literally overnight. within a week, um, people were sort of like, "Well, what do I do?" And um, you know, tenants were like, "Well, I don't want you to come in my house. Absolutely not. You know, I want to make sure we're self isolating and being safe." So people didn't get that opportunity to do that. So what we did was um, where they could go in. They could actually record a live video, or they could actually have people book into actual uh, virtual viewings so that people could actually show them through. People could ask questions that they're still delivering a letting service, but through the same platform as a viewings platform as well. So, just trying to just ever so g- gently sort of pivot the way that the product was for physical viewings, but just ma- making it allowable for, for virtual viewings as well
0: fantastic Mm. fantastic Mm. okay um so as you mentioned at the beginning um Mm. you know you're an international company with us australia and um i presume other countries in the world what um have you noticed the differences between obviously what the uk market's been hit and how other places have been hit we talked about a little bit before we came on about how mm. you know the UK market now has sort of had to play catch up almost in the last three months and has probably made up almost, we, you said about eight or nine years ahead of its time now. Mm. Um, whereas I know, speaking to obviously um, Australian contacts that we know that this sort of virtual viewing, virtual inspection, you know wow we've been doing that for years kate you know and it's. Uh... <laughs> I, know, I know who that was yeah exactly so <laughs> you, you know we, we, do you think that that's uh you know how have we how are we different are, are we playing catch-up now
1: um i think to some extent yes um you know it's a very difficult question to to ask because we're, we're general we're generalizing we like are. a whole yes. industry but what i would say is um if If agents are still um, operating, and unfortunately, I think there probably some who won't uh, is a bad part of that conversation. The ones who will, will adopt those things and they'll become a standard. You know, the things that like virtual tours, I don't want it's too expensive. They come mandatory. Like, you have to have them now. You know, the way we transact, like people like you can't do virtual viewings, and you can't, you know, can't exchange or move a property off a virtual viewing. I've seen multiple, multiple threads on Facebook threads where people are actually exchanging virtually and it's, it's completely fine. I think the way that um, the Australian market is different—it's kind of—and and interestingly enough, it's, it's a short answer—is because I think they um, had very little cases. They moved to, I guess, a, a very high stage. They controlled it. They're pretty hard, pretty hard on immigration as it is anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, they've come back, and I think they're already doing um, open for inspections or open for viewings already. Um, mm-hmm. Back to almost back to normal. Um, even got pubs open and things like that, and, control, oh, and controlled controlled. Ins- I know sorry. I won't go there sorry to disappoint oh. the viewers but yeah um you know so it's it's they've kind of got ahead of the curve in terms of dealing with the COVID but in terms of the tech sort of things I think yeah there are instances where they are a little bit ahead in in, in I guess mm. in tech and, and that's helped them sort of get out of this a lot, lot quicker
0: yeah mm. So Inspect Real Estate's whole sort of, I think your strapline is, you know, obviously it's, it's about making t- more time for people, making mm. things more efficient, making, you know, streamlining processes and making that whole front end of the business work better, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Surely being more digital and, and online and all of these systems and stuff would would help. It's just that uh, we didn't have to use them previously. Whereas I think people have now realizing that, you know, in order to say afloat they, they are they have had to pivot and use this now right
1: hmm. yeah absolutely I think you know it, it all comes down to I think the ability for a business to stay oper- o- operational particularly when they put all these stuff on furlough which seems really counterintuitive to me um, because you're then lumped with the director to do all of the calls, deal with all the mm-hmm. leads, book all the viewings, follow ups do the exchange, follow the applications. Like it's a lot of work. We've all been there. We've all, you know, we're all an agency. We've all been there how much work it can provide. And the idea is like these things become really good time savers. And, you know, the, the, the concept of our strapline time spent better is, you know, it's about reallocating your time where it's actually going to do some growth to your business as opposed to just, you know, doing non income generating tasks, which are necessary but can we outsource them or automate them? I and mean, that's what we always go to and say, look, you know, there are better options for you to run your business. That's for sure.
0: Absolutely. I mean, um, I, I speak to my job as I speak to agents day in, day out and, and, the, you know, countless numbers of, of, of business owners who have basically, you know, been on the tools for mm-hmm. three months now. I mean, they haven't been able to progress they haven't been able to grow they've literally been holding it together which is Mm -hmm. which is great um but coming out of this now you know heaven forbid we go back into another lockdown or we have Uh, you know something else like this happens in the future trying to safeguard that with those systems and processes and in a sort of a new digital age is surely Mm -hmm. got to be a smart thing to do right
1: Yeah I think so and the one thing that really comes resonates in these conversations that I've had with people um, you know pre and post the COVID situation is it's like a level of control you know and customer journey and all those things that we always get really sort of I guess hung up about but I think you know when you're in the thick of it and you can't get out of it and you're a business owner you really you start realizing just how much work your staff were doing or realizing that you know all these things are just repetitive in nature and can we sort of go well if we can put this on repeat and automate, well, that would be a, probably a better decision. And I think what's interesting is you either put a new staff member on and that's completely fine. And I, I respect anyone who does that because you need staff. They're in a really important resource to the face of your business. But I would say if there is a process that you can really, really drill down in terms of what it is and work out, is that just administration or logic that can be replaced or automated or outsourced? And I'd probably say that's a better option before you actually hire staff. Hire staff where they're really needed for your front facing, the conversations, the negotiation of deals, and all those sorts of things where you need that high level or high touch to your value clients.
0: Okay. So what do we, what do we explain to me? So top tips for people now going on going into the new offices um, back to work, perhaps they haven't unfurlowed everyone. Cause I don't think everyone has done that as yet. Um, so they are working on minimal staff. Um, so you're talking about getting this time back and the systemizing sort of processes, a couple of top tips for people on what, what they could be doing.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, if you haven't already, I mean, there was a, a great opportunity the last two months to really give, give your, uh, business a good uh, microscopic view of what's happening day in and every single minutia or partial of the, the process. Um, I would say if there is anything happening in your business that is administrative and in, uh, non-income generating, that would be a flag for me to say, well, maybe there is a potential. And I'm not saying it's uh, tech. It could be an outsourced option as well, because there's some great outsource options there in the world that can really, be a more cost effective solution a 24 7 cost effective solution to keep running your business as opposed to putting another staff member on like it. what so that,
0: what sort of examples put you around um, now
1: yeah sure I mean the perfect place to start is tech you know there's so many good tech companies out there that really save time you know the, the one that comes to mind straight away is you know fixed flow fixed flow is great um, you know they really really sort of quite down the maintenance sort of I guess tracking. Um, lodging of maintenance because as we all know if we have to spend lots and lots of time on it particularly as a business owner if we're talking about business owners their time is probably the most expensive so every time you have to do something on an hourly rate you go well if i can outsource that and it costs me 15 pounds Mm -hmm. as opposed to my 60 or 70 or 80 pounds is that not cost effective i think it would be yeah so that that would be something that they would really need to think about if they haven't done already
0: takes away the uh, human error of it as well sometimes when you're and busy and that kind of thing yeah
1: Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Um, okay.
1: What else would I do? Um, honestly, like overheads is probably a big thing as well. And again, we, we touched on this earlier, you know, I think the high street will always be there. And I guess in what kind of density of real estate agents, you know, and I think we've been running most of our businesses from home, collect, and all we're already going for is collecting keys, potentially doing some printing. Um, and that's probably a good uh, a pl- place to start and thinking, well, if I can run my business effectively, can it be more of a hub model? Can I get a you know, workspace, shared space where I, have, I can just book a meeting room and have meetings of high value and sh- I guess cut down the costs of what you're actually out- outlining to sort of run your business as well. So there's some definite uh, ones you can do straight away.
0: Yep, absolutely. Mm. So you see the industry changing massively or a medium amount or not really at all and go back to that lovely you know, business as usual and all that?
1: uh good question. Um, I'd probably say there's a lot of people um, right now who are seeing digital options as a better option to run their business. Um, will that be the case overall? I mean, you look at different demographics, how people were trained, how they should run their business, how they've always run their business. It's trying to, you know, change someone's direction, like do a 180 about how they've been running their business, and you know, and everyone's at different stages with uh, you know technology. We do some um you know go lives and things with agents who you know, don't know how to operate outlook and that's not a, i'm not poking at them at, at fun at them but you know everyone's at different stages of how to operate tech so when you change anything in anyone's business particularly how they run things and they lose their control is that booking system is that person getting that you know email to confirm you know they're putting in a lot of trust in you know a tech solution to get that done and you know it's a it change is very very difficult so uh I would probably say maybe 30% uh, will change Um, and maybe they're the ones who will thrive and maybe they lead the way in terms of making our industry a bit more digital. And everyone's going to be different. Everyone has a different digital footprint or customer journey, agent journey, and everyone has to weigh out what they want uh, to make that up. So everyone's different and you got to go case by case. Good point. And
0: and a lot in this industry and, um, that people are have been, and you know, having I've been in this industry now eighteen years or something. So <laughs> old um, that the whole, you know, personal relationship argument comes up and i think Mm. this is why a lot of agents have resisted a lot of tech for a very long time because the old um you know the golden age of an agent and the personal details and and the personal relationship and everything has been something that people don't want to let go of because Mm. surely if we can let computer do everything you know and they Mm. tried this with the online agents yeah why we wouldn't be here anymore kind of thing um how do you see because obviously you run a you know tech you know side for agents how do you see that working alongside rather than you know replacing as it were Uh,
1: um first thing that comes to mind is um a a quote that comes out of australia a lot so high tech high touch and what that means is you know and again going back to spending your time better so rather than washing out, you know, let's just go to the front of the journey and say all these uh, negotiators or business owners at the moment, washing out phone calls, getting voicemails, getting the right people. This person's a waste of time. They don't set up appointments. Like, you know, I think what's interesting is if you can have a tech journey that's really light in terms of the cost that it drives the customer through your journey or your business, and then the people who are dedicated to actually looking for a property, willing to give up their details, letting you know how they're looking for, that's all collected you know through a a, a tech solution then those are the people that you actually want to talk to because they are the ones who are going to do a deal and they're the ones you can actually have a conversation with say how i found something i've sent a link through want to book yourself in i've found some more offers click that through we could actually book some stuff from the diary so i think that the case for that is i would say you can have better conversations because you're getting people to commit to the journey as opposed to people who are just you know, lodging inquiries on a Friday night after three or four beers or a couple of wines to say, oh, I might move to, you know, St. Neats, I might move to Cambridge. And they're just tie kickers, they're wasters and they're going to waste your time. So let's put them through the ringer and allow you to have deeper, better conversations with people who are committed to the property seeking journey.
0: It's a really good point. Mm. And I think mm. people are now seeing more than ever the value in pre-positioning of leads. Mm. And pre-positioning yeah, absolutely. Business because, you know, I think the, in you know, pre-corona or certainly you know in the last sort of 10 years it's been a very much of that, that phone rings in an office you pick it up and you give it your best shot and it's kind of like you know in an in estate a agent's office to let the phone ring out and no one pick it up it's like it's oh my god it's the worst <laughs> there's thing. a door there's what a if door. we what if there was a landlord or what if it was a vendor but you know you you, i think actually you're seeing that now that the you know the volume of of perhaps you know maybe not so good leads or just, you know, people looking around or anything like that. But almost we're asking the, the consumer to, to make some sort of commitment or some sort of anything mm. in order to, to, to be, you know, not worthy of our time, but it, for it to be to be worth it. And, and mm. I think that that sort of flip on its head of it is, is a really interesting concept slightly controversial and i know people say yes but you know if i got them on the phone and if i had that conversation with them i could turn them around quite possibly but how many of the business owners are picking up the phone is it not left to the junior staff with the less experience and and that kind of thing so yeah
1: yeah yeah, that's an interesting part of the conversation because what we find typically is you know there's a lot of companies single independents small networks large networks and i think that the message may be, um, you know, different to what, it's like Chinese whispers as it goes through the, you know, the ranks down to the front line. It's actually not what's really happening out there. And, you know, most negotiators I would say are, you know, younger people, they're like, you know, they're really energetic. They want to do the deals. They understand that they're on the hunt to make sure they get the deals against other, you know, even team members in their own office. And these people are very tech savvy. So, you know, they are probably most likely even WhatsApp mm. being text, texting these people, but they're still doing it manually. And we need to give them the right tools because they're already using them, but they're just doing it in a really manual, mundane way. And I think the phone will always be king and tech will never, ever replace the phone. I just say, pick it up and make, when you pick it up, it's going to be the one that counts as opposed to the one that's going to waste your time.
0: Mm. What was that saying you said? uh, high
1: High, High tech, high touch.
0: I like that. High tech, high touch. Yeah. And I think uh, I think people out there are demanding a higher standard of what we're delivering, um, you know, and their expectations now coming out of Corona of uh, quality videos. And, you know, I mean, people are ringing up now expect where's where's the where's the video of the property and things like that. Whereas before that was you know an exception not a rule and i think that is changing so people are wanting that i i do believe that they are wanting that better a better level of service
1: absolutely and i think you know what's interesting is you know there's so many things that are digital these days you know that um you know resonate in any vertical you know because booker you know, a hair appointment. You know, when yeah. they were operating. You know, things you can. I could even book my daughter into her swimming lessons down at the pool. Yeah. And things you can like buy that.
0: a car. You can. You can. T- yeah. You can test drive an Audi online now. You know, exactly. um, without even yeah. being able to get in it, which you, you exactly. You can't.
1: And I think, but I think from a, a, an estate agency or a lettings perspective, is we still need to control that per, uh, that process for the agents. We need, still need to let them know that they are still, I guess, you know, vetting people, making sure we aren't wasting their time, and it's really sort of allocated. Um, time with people who are serious but yeah i think you know the estate agency yeah we're going to see some changes and hopefully they're here to stay i really do i really do have to say uh, mm. you know somewhat digital over the next six to twelve months and then who knows
0: so mm. we we had we've been chatting um with um people recently um just in terms of the state of the market and what's what's going to happen mm. in the next six, 12 months kind of thing what are your thoughts on on the uk property market as a whole
1: um yeah interesting i think i i had some theories of my own um (laughs) everyone's got a theory haven't they exactly 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 but um i think what's going to happen to the market is it's kind of almost correcting itself i think you know the welsh the northern irish and the scottish markets are like let us out let us out of their shoots because you know they're, they're seeing that transactions are happening for the english market what's surprising is i didn't realize that um um, the sales market would be sort of, I guess, firing straight away. I thought those mm. sort of pipelines would take a while for them to warm up, but that seems to be happening. Um, I think it is correcting itself, but, you know, there's a lot of stock out there at the moment. People are moving it. They're probably reducing prices. So the prices will probably drop, but I think they will just go back to normal. And I think maybe even summer will be a normal, if not bigger summer than we probably ever had, because people are just waiting for the restrictions lift and then they're going to move because they've just put them on hold. That's all they've really mm. done what about your
0: thoughts of obviously furlough is the scheme is ending october time mm-hmm. um there's predicted to be a huge amount of unemployment obviously redundancy things like mm. that happening and without that obviously safety net and cushion mm. i mean yes there's a benefits system in this country which is you know exceptional but um do you see or think that there will be some sort of crash come october time
1: Ah. Uh. You know, I don't like saying, you know, really negative things, but the the reality is it's highly likely. It's highly Mm -hmm. likely. Um, And again, you know, maybe there's, you know, uh, from a real estate perspective, um, a lot of businesses probably won't be operating. That's the sad part. Um, There will be a small percentage of those people, the people who do survive. Will be trying to sort of uh, you know run their business on a, uh, you know smell of only rag as best as they can without putting their staff back on because maybe the transactions aren't there to put them back and that's a really big juggling act for a business owner as well because you don't want to bring them back just because the are over and we can you need to make sure that stock is there to be moved so they can actually make coins so you can actually pay them without you know breaking the bank um, so yeah do they I, even
0: that, fit anymore in the business that you've now got I mean has that it, changed have has a digital alternative replace them but made you know perhaps made their position unnecessary I know a lot of business owners that have been operating on a smaller team who have now going what what the hell did all these people do here in the first place because you know the three of us have been doing it for months now
1: exactly exactly you know they're, they're telling white lies to, to the head uh, senior management but I think what's interesting is we've had people uh, in our client um, portfolio have come back off furlough not all of them mind you Um, and there have people who still haven't come back and they may not come back. And those people, particularly with all this tech that has been introduced to these agencies, they're like, well, what is this? And and even pre and post, you get the same sort of resistance with technology because particularly with what we do on the front end, there's a lot of resistance because people go, well, they can see it either, you know, glass half empty or glass half full, where they can go, well, half full, it's going to help me, facilitate me, do my job more effectively, make me more money. Um, or they see it as, this is competing for my business, so it's going to take my job. Um, so, yeah, you get kind of a, a mixed bag with technology. But I think at the end of the day, it rests with the business owners. And unfortunately, we, we all prize our staff uh, as our you know, biggest resource. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure that the business is operating. Uh, and that's probably the penultimate you know, decision that uh, most business owners will make over the next six to 12 months as that, as that unfolds. Who knows,
0: right? Who knows mm-hmm. what we can mm-hmm. do is just if the British keep keep calm and carry on
1: right
0: <laughs> exactly you know, exactly so inspect real estate is open again i presume never shut as it were but uh, tell me a little bit about how you guys are operating now and um and how people well we'll talk in a minute about how people can get in touch with you but yeah tell yeah of course so about.
1: yep so we never closed we just kept operational um it was our duty to you know for, for the people who are still operating not using our software, not paying for our software, but still using it. Like, we wanted to make sure that they were supported um, at the end of the day. You know, we it was our duty to make sure that as much of the estate industry um, survived. Um, so, that was along with payment holidays, um, you know, complete uh, discounts for a certain amount of time, new clients having no uh, setup fees, no subscriptions, all that stuff that you expect um, a peripheral service to facilitate the industry. We did all those things. Um, you know, we did it on reduced staff. Um, we did lose some staff, which is the unfortunate part about our story as well, because mm-hmm. when when subscriptions drop, you know, we have to make decisions as well, as well because if we stop functioning, then that that directly affects our, our, our clients. So we have to make decisions based off that. Um, what we're doing now, um, you know, we're almost back to operational. Um, we're still getting there. It's a, it's a slow climb, um, but we are growing. You know, people have have, have seen our solutions as, a huge facilitator, um, you know, business owners who have been in the thick of it gone. that makes sense. Let's put that to trial. And it's been something that's been really well received. The people who've come back off furlough understand what it actually does and how it's going to help them deliver their service as a negotiator or whatever, um, I guess, vertical they sit in. So yeah, that's kind of, you know, where we are at the moment. And again, it's, you know, uncharted territory. We've all said this before, um, you know, we're going to take each week, each month as we go, you know, we're going to continue to help as many people as we possibly can. You know and you know if there's a digital solution great let's have a chat if not you know maybe it's something that we can help with uh, you know, our own experience in lettings as you know we've used to be lettings people back in the day so we always talk about lots of different
0: things in the past
1: so yeah, yeah there's lots and of can different people can um, have
0: free free trials and see what you're about or, oh, yeah, in yeah, touch yeah, yeah. or how, how does I, it work how can people I, get hold of you milton
1: absolutely so um i'm not sure if you can drop my email or a phone number or something like that in the um in the chat but if you want to see what we do in terms of applicant diary management uh virtual inspections to get you know carry out your management um if you want a you know a free panel we're giving these panels away for free for six months absolutely nothing nothing
0: nothing what is Uh, this flashing dalek that sits behind you what is this
1: it is a a live reconciling key management system so as you interact with the panel, it will say if the keys are on the actual panel, if it's flashing in a certain color, that is the status of that key. And even, this is a really good interesting because a lot of our Australian clients have, have been working from home as well. So they've been going, well, I'm gonna book a maintenance job in because it's emergency maintenance. So they can actually see exactly what keys are in the office without actually going there and going, oh, they're not there because someone hasn't brought them in. We can actually tell if these keys are actually in their office or not, because the board says they are or they aren't. And it does all the follow-ups. It and tells this you if it's on board is court.
0: free for six months. Is that right? Yep. So, yes, again, so it's free for
1: six months. There's no setups, no subscriptions, no contracts, no clawbacks. If you use SMS out of the system to contact your overdue keys to contractors or staff, that's 4P. That will be building arrears. And at the end of six months, if you don't want it, we'll come and pick it up and it's done. All you have to do to get your office is um, pay for the freight. That's it. Uh-huh. That is it.
0: Amazing. Well, thank mm. you very much. So uh, no I put your email in, Milton. So if people get in touch, say they're agent raymakers, and uh, you'll wow. look after them, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Reach out if you want a bit of information. Uh, if you want a demo, you want to know a little bit what we can do to help you run your business. Look, it's just a conversation. It may be worth chatting to see if that could, we can help you or not. So yeah,
0: reach out. You get that lovely Australian accent as well at the end of the play, <laughs> which is, uh, absolutely which is always lovely. Um, so just like to end on a on a fun, silly question, just to lighten the mood, because at the moment, mm. the tendency to kind of go all pandemic, you know, it happens. Yep. So just, uh, you know, your years of business, even as an agent, even before Inspector Real Estate came along, most mm. embarrassing customer experience that you've ever had, Nelson?
1: That's an easy one. It was oh, the... Oh, okay, um, yeah. Okay. The, um, so ProRentals, as you know, was our, our letting agency back in the day and my very first viewing or inspection, I had about 25, 30 people going to this uh, particular viewing and, and all these people were lined out, ready to go. It was the summer, it's really hot in Australia, obviously. So I'm in the suit, I'm sweating, it's, it's horribly disgusting and embarrassing anyway. And then these two dogs, as I open the door, just shoot out and run down the road and I'm chasing them down the road in this like suit, I'm sweating, and by the time I get back, everyone's gone through the house.
0: Well, unattended, yeah.
1: <laughs> really classy, really classy. But I think the only thing that saved it from security aspect was everyone was in there at the same time, kind of looking at each other, so no one was kind of game to take anything, I guess. So that was a saving grace, and I did find an applicant. Did you get the docs?
0: <laughs> I got the dogs. You caught the dogs.
1: I caught the Um, dogs. And then every single viewing after that, I was late. It was a horrible day, but I did it. And that was my first uh, time out doing a viewing run. So, yeah, happy days.
0: (laughs) Bless you. Well, thank you for that, Milton. And thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Really interesting to to talk to you today. And uh, thank you very much.